The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome. If you're in business and you're looking to grow your business, then you're in the right place. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. And today I'm excited to introduce you to business growth coach, Peter Gilchrist. Peter, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Shirley, how are you? I'm wonderful, Peter. I'm wonderful. It's a very early start for us, 6am in Australia. So listeners, trust that you appreciate that. We've both gotten up early for you. Peter, you coach the best of the best agents and managers in the real estate industry and over 20 years of working with these star performers, you've developed and perfected models that work. You're a no-nonsense, down-to-earth speaker and a coach who calls it like it is. And today you're going to bust the great motivational myth of business and show our listeners what it takes to get their business base right. Because without a strong base, the business won't perform as well as it could and the management team at the top won't succeed, nor will the business last. Lean in, listeners. This is critical information for you as a business owner, leader and manager if you want to grow your business to the next level. Peter, in your experience, you've noticed that people and companies get stuck in their busyness. And by that, I mean busy, B-U-S-Y, busyness. And you help them to get to the pointy end of actually getting more orders and getting the sales team doing more and, of course, the management leading the way. Peter, you've developed a four-part model that managers can use, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, I know you're focused on growth. So what does that mean? I think that uh, for most companies, not all, growth is necessary. Um, it's certainly necessary for those who don't have a dominant market share in, in whatever industry they're in. We, we all want that. Uh, growth in sales is how to get it, but a lot struggle at that, that pointy end, if you like, of the stick. I have a business model, uh, you know, I have the product, but we're just doing the same numbers each month in a huge market. That's something that I hear a lot. Um, you know, I'm blessed in that I work with some of the best salespeople on the planet, some of the best managers on the planet, young people taking home a million plus dollars a year. And they feed back to me ideas and, and strategies on, on how we could change that. Okay. So when you talk about the pointy end, you mean getting, getting the, the revenue in? Yeah, I, I'm talking about the P word, which, you know, it normally... Um, it comes under prospecting. And whether it's your brand, whether it's your touch points for customer service, whether it's the conversations you're having with your database, whether the, it's how you manage your existing inquiry for better effect, or whether it's what I call greenfielding, which is simply going out and finding new business, growing the book, so to speak. That's what I call the pointy end of the stake. We don't have time to do prospecting today. I'd rather just perhaps look at the model that sets that up. Fantastic. And I just want to assure listeners too that whilst um, you work with a lot of the top people in real estate, what you're telling us today applies across business. It doesn't matter what business you're in. This is really critical information. So let's have a look at your model. Talk us through that. Now, I believe it starts with awareness, which is a bit different. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. So I, I have a belief that if there's no awareness in a business, small business or large, if there's no awareness, if we 
can't get outside our business and look back like a witness, then there will be no change. If we can't look back in and say we need to go this way, that way, change this, change that, nothing's going to happen. And we have a lot of, a lot of subject matter um, under this heading, including um, how to get to awareness through meditation. Um, we start most business meetings um, or any consultancy we do with a meditation to, to simply drop off all the stories, all the clutter. Uh, meditation is gateway to the soul and for us uh, it's, it can be the gateway to the business as well. So we, you know, we talk, at the moment I'm talking about uh, sales. I, I guess as we go through this, Shirley, let's talk about it from a point of view of managers and uh, a sales team. I'll, I'll sort of make comments in both directions. And I want especially to talk to those selling managers out there in whatever business you're in. You're, you're the owner of the business. It could be a small business. Uh, and you're supposed to do everything. You're supposed to be the manager, the leader. You're out selling. You're supposed to be creating new, uh, new business. It's a particularly hard way to make a living. It's hard. You're doing everything. You're expected to do everything. So we'll look at those three uh, people as we go through this, yeah? So another great way to get awareness around your business as to what's going on, even if you are a manager looking to see what's going on in a division uh, or with a particular person in an organization is to ask five questions. Five questions of these. What in the last 90 days has been easy for you in business, in this business? Uh, what in the last 90 days has been a struggle? Um, you know, if I look at both the answers, the answers to both those questions, what needs to change for you? And the last two questions are, what do you need to stop doing? And what do you need to start doing? And that's a really great way of getting into a division, getting even into uh, some of the meetings that you're running uh, to, to create awareness. If you do that and listen to the answers, you'll have a, a real understanding about what's going on. Wow, I love that. So, so just in uh, to summarise that, the first thing that you do when you start working with a company is is start with a meditation. And I can imagine there'll be a lot of our listeners going, "What?" <laughs> but I can I can assure you, I've been to some of your training programs and starting with that meditation, and it really does make a difference. It really does help people to let go of of all of that clutter, as you say, and that mind chatter. And I love those questions. So you know, listeners, you should be writing that down. So what's been easy? in the last 90 days what's been a struggle what needs to change what do you need to start doing and what do you need to stop doing and uh and i'll be doing that myself peter it's wonderful so (laughs) tell us tell us the next part so another way of understanding or or getting more awareness about your business is to understand your, your values and i'm talking your personal values the values of those around you in the business and then obviously work through to getting your business values. And we have, uh, we have a values coach that works with us, that works with a lot of our absolute top clients around us. And what we find is your values are, defi- are defined as what is most important to you right now. And if you're working in alignment with your values in terms of what is most important to you right now, then, then magic happens. If you're not working in alignment with your values, you're really your core values, then there is a big word for me, and if you want to write this down, it's resistance. Uh, And resistance means you're off all over the show. Uh, You know, your personality, I believe, doesn't change that much throughout your life, but your values do change. Just a quick story on values to, to, to understand how they work. You know, my friend Michael Henderson in New Zealand wrote a wonderful book called Finding True True North. It's a book that everybody should read. He tells a story about uh, being on a plane, on a short plane trip with just one seat in the, a very small plane, one seat on each side of the aisle. And uh, the true story, and the pilot comes on and says, hey, we've got a problem with one of our engines. Um, It's not looking good. uh, And I'm just struggling to try and keep the other engine going. you know, don't don't panic. Yeah, <laughs> don't right? panic. Yeah, I'll see you on the ground one way or the other. No, he didn't say that. But he said, you know, I'm going to get this plane down. And everybody was vomiting and crying and screaming. And Michael looks around and the guy opposite him is actually 
laughing. And he said, excuse me, sir, I'm an anthropologist and it looks like we're about to die and you think it's funny. And he said, well, I've spent my entire life um, sca scraping and saving to pay off my mortgage and I made the last payment uh, just before I got on the plane this morning. <laughs> and uh, Michael said, yeah, all right, I see your point. Now they get the plane down, otherwise he wouldn't have been able to write the book. They're taxiing along the runway. Michael turns around. Everybody's laughing and high-fiving and hugging. And he turns around. This guy's sobbing. And he says, when we were dying, you were laughing. Now you're sobbing. What is going on? So he says, come with me. He takes him into the terminal. He grabs his cell phone and he's, he calls his wife. And he's screaming at his wife, uh, you know, we are selling the stupid house. Uh, you're going back to university because that's what you always wanted and I am going to buy a small business because that's what I've always wanted. I'll be home in two hours, get ready for change. And, you know, the sad thing is that for a lot of us, we need a, 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 an experience like that. We need to go broke. We need to have issues for, for our values to become very important to us. So we don't have to wait for that. Uh, we have ways to find your values, to get uh, connected to your values, both of you, your fellow directors, of your team. And then on a business level, from that, we come up with your actual business values, not just some words on a wall, on a poster, but something that you are really they're integrated, they're part of you, you live them. They can, they can answer most of your questions in your business when they're done correctly. So that's a, another good part of awareness. I, I love that. And I had goosebumps when you were telling that story. I could just imagine that. And, uh, and as you say, for most of us, we need to have that bad experience to get in touch with it. And as far as values go, I mean, as you say, it's something that you live by. And I remember one lady telling us about this. This was years and years ago. And she said, if my value is that we have a really nice work environment, then she said, I cannot walk past litter. If, if I walk through the front door of the building and there's litter there, I have to go and pick it up. And it's the values that cause us to take the action. And so I love that. And um, and I've and again I've done some work with your values on, and uh, your values coach, and it is really really powerful stuff. So we um, have about one minute if uh, before we go to a break. So Peter, is there any more you wanted to say on awareness? I guess uh, for me, um, I see a lot of small business uh, people trying to be something they're not. When you're looking at how to grow your business, you must must do it from a base of authenticity. That's why we do the meditation. That's why we look at your values. And there's a whole raft of other things we do in the world. But in the end, it must be grown your way. You can't do this trying to be someone else. So what we want to do is to make change in the company, the change that comes from you first. You, you, we look at you. We look at your values. You make change in you and Everything around you will change. I love that. Well, that's a great point to have a break on. So think about that, listeners, while we're having a quick break. Think about your values and then think about how you might need to change in order to change your business. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. 
plus regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. And we're talking today with business growth coach Peter Gilchrist. And Peter is sharing his four-part model with us. And so far, we've talked about the first part, which is awareness. Now, the second part is about what Peter calls growth activity versus transaction activity. So, Peter, tell us what that means. Okay, so once we've played in awareness and, you know, a big part of awareness is also the whole planning process, which we don't have time to go into now. Uh, and we plan with awareness. Everything is done with consciousness. And once we've done that, then we head off into uh, understanding the difference for either salespeople or managers, and especially selling managers, the difference between what is your growth activity and what is just transactional, or as we call it, what is just stuff. And, you know, this is something that a lot of managers, leaders never consider. You know, what's the activity, the actual activity you need to carry out to get growth in this business? It may be that you need to spend your time coaching the sales team. It may be you need to actually get on the phone and you never get time to do it. It may be affecting the three main projects you have in, in going at the moment. What is it? And for most of you, you already know, you can answer that very quickly. Then measure it. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 means you're spending the right amount of time on that activity. How much time are you actually spending week to week? And what we know happens is you go one week where you have you come to work well-intentioned. You're going to do all this activity. You're going to pick up the phone. You're going to go visit those clients. You get to Friday. There's been a queue outside your door all week, and nothing happens. So what happens is the whole thing ends up like a big pile of rubber bands. Um, it just becomes messy, and you end up doing 96% stuff. And if you're lucky, you get to, to growth for 3 or 4% of your time. We need to reverse that, totally flip it on its back. We need to understand what a growth activity is. We need to do the, the growth activity first and fit the stuff in around that. We love being busy. Again, this comes back to our values. If one of our values is being industrious, if one of our values is doing a great job, if one of our values is looking after our customers, then most of us just end up doing stuff all day long. And it feels right because it's, it seems to be in accord with our value set. Interesting, yeah, interesting exercise, Shirley, is to go back through your diary over the last few weeks. How much of that growth activity do you actually get to? For a lot of managers, they get to work, the queue hits their door first thing in the morning and doesn't stop till the end of the day. So you ring home and uh, say, hey, I'll be late. You know, if it's, it's a great, uh, owning your own business is great if you don't like your partner and, <laughs> and you don't really like your children. It's a great business to be in because you can just ring and say, I need to work, you know. <laughs> yes, and, and that's one of the reasons that we have the radio show, Peter, called Reclaim Your Freedom because we, I'm passionate about helping people to be able to get back to their family and like you, I see it so often where we're just working, working, working and, and like your friend on the aeroplane, for what? You know, to pay the mortgage. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And I think what you've, you've made there is a really good point and for sales managers particularly, uh, not focusing on the growth activities and being there for the team but sometimes that's being there for the team is counterintuitive and counterproductive so are we on to the third point or is there more that you wanted to um, tell us there yeah I guess just this is what the third point is we call capacity so we want to look at the amount of time you have to run the business but 
the capacity and the whole growth activity, transaction activity become a little bit uh, entwined here. And I've tried to separate them, but it doesn't normally work. So, you know, what we have to do is unravel the, the big pile of rubber bands. We need to assign the right amount of time to that growth activity. But they say that if you call in on Warren Buffett, not that I call in on Warren Buffett, uh, if you call in on, in on him at any uh, part of the day, the chances are he's going to have his feet up on the desk reading a book, trying to figure out where to go next. A mm-hmm. CEO, a CEO, a, a selling manager, salespeople, they must have time to sit and figure out strategies to make more sales. You know, um, otherwise they just end up doing stuff. You know, uh, prospecting is the word. It's a word that a lot of people don't like. Some people say, oh, we don't call it prospecting. It's prospecting. Any way you look at it, it's the best word for it. But what happens is we simply uh, do some prospecting, get business to do, get busy doing the business, and, and drop prospecting off. And this sets up the whole good, ma- good month, bad month, good quarter, bad quarter syndrome, which most businesses go through. So, you know, um, most salespeople, managers, we sell when we have no, we, we prospect when we have no stuff to do. Then that creates stuff. We drop the prospecting and we just do stuff. Then we run out of stuff. We go back to prospecting. It's a terrible way to, to run a business. We just go up and down and up and down. So what needs to happen is we need to unravel the rubber bands, put things in their right place, and make sure the right activity is hit each day. That's where we take this. Yes, and I'm, I'm sitting here smiling away because uh, a lot of times, particularly for consultants, our businesses can be like that. It's uh, get a project, work on the project, finish the project. Oh, God, need another project. Uh, Need another customer, bang, out, do the networking, do the marketing, get another customer, do the work. And that's what you're saying there. It's um, it's up and down, up and down. And as you say, focusing on the right things. I can remember when I was the chief operating officer for an Australian international franchise organisation and my boss came in one day and he said, Shirley, if I walk past your door and I see your back turned to the door and you're looking out the window, he said, I'll be really happy. And I looked at him and I thought, oh, okay, where's this going? And I said, okay, I bite. And he said, because if you're doing that, he said, I know that you're sitting there thinking about my business and how we can improve it. And it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, totally get what you're saying there, Peter. So you helping people to, first of all, understand the activity that they need to be working on, whether that's a growth activity or the transaction or busyness activity, and then making sure that people have the capacity and that they're doing the right things. Is there any more on that? It's, it's a very simple, very simple formula, you know, and um, we have four main ways to prospect that that we then put into the time we've created. Growth, they say that growth is going where you don't really want to go. We, we even have a program now for sales teams based on the, the fear of call rejection. I mean, a lot of non-growth centers around the fact that the team is not the right team. They're people who do uh, have a fear of the phone. And uh, to fix that, we go back to guess what? Uh, we, we go back to awareness. We go inside. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I absolutely agree with you. You need the time. It's very hard to get sales teams. It's very hard to get busy managers to sit still long enough to figure out what to do next, how to get to that growth activity. It's interesting, and you, you will know this, surely, from your seminars, that, you know, the, the latest one is just people can't stay off their phones or their iPads during a seminar. It's just impossible. Now, I have no interest in whether you stay off a phone during a seminar or not. That doesn't bother me. I do my work. But what it tells me about you is this is how you run your business. You do five things at once. You do nothing well, and, uh, and we need to fix that. So, yeah, let's move on to capacity, hey? Sure. Sure, we've got a a couple of minutes and then uh, we'll have a quick break. 
Cool. So capacity is sort of combined with the whole growth activity transactional too, but I like to talk about them a little bit separately. We all have the same hours in the day. The worst salesperson has the same hours in the day as the, science, the top salesperson. I know it's a cliche, but you know what becomes important here is your approach to busyness is all here. Working with top performers taking home millions, I realize how they approach busyness. In real estate, I get you to write down how many listings you're happy carrying at any one time. Mortgage brokers, I coach a lot. I have a mortgage broking company. I coach a lot of mortgage broking. How many, how many loans are you comfortable writing at any one time? Now, everybody can write down a different number. Listeners can write down, when do you get busy is what I'm after. When does it feel busy for you? When do you see yourself at your full capacity? It's a very, very important question. What's the edge of your comfort zone? And what I know here is that we, when we get busy, we contract. And I know that in life or in business, towards anything, relationships, business, business, prospecting, growth, everything, you are any time either opening or contracting. You are a child, you're either opening or contracting. To your partner, you're either opening or contracting. To your health, you're either opening or contracting. So we teach managers and leaders to open instead of contracting. We teach the sales team to open at the time of busyness. And this, create, this needs a lot of awareness, but we have strategies for that. And what we find is everything cuts loose. Um, you know, have I got another 30 seconds in there? Yes. Uh, yeah, you've got you know, couple of minutes. Yeah, cool. One of the other things I've noticed is there is a collective response in your organization to uh, around the relationship to busyness. Um, the number one salesperson brings in another 40 orders and he looks across the desk and everybody behind the desk moans and goes, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> you know, we're trying to go home tonight. Now, if that salesperson's number one value is to please people, which is a lot of salespeople's uh, leading value, they're going to stop bringing in orders. Subconsciously, they're going to, to stop it. And I love the story just quickly. You know, it's like the, the collective consciousness around breaking the four-minute mile back whenever, you know, with Roger Bannister. Mm-hmm. The collective consciousness said it can't be done, and it wasn't done for for decades, they tried so hard. Then all of a sudden, one person does what we're going to talk about after the break, focused on the process, and broke the four-minute mile. The collective consciousness changed very quickly, and within five weeks, four other people broke that four-minute mile. Now, that's the sort of thing that can happen in a company. Somebody is holding things up. Somebody is... Uh, contracting around busyness, may even be the manager, maybe the salespeople, maybe admin, but we figure out who that is, what's going on there, and we teach everybody to open and all hell breaks loose. Wow. Listeners, I bet you're finding some of this confronting and yet it is what you need to be thinking about, absolutely looking in your business and, uh, you know, you can breathe now. We're going to take a short break, have a little think about that. We're going to come back and find out more about how we can focus on the process. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm I'm your host, Shirley Dalton, and we'll be back shortly. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover BusinessFreedomFighters.com. 
you'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Thanks for joining us. We've been talking with business growth coach Peter Gilchrist and I'm smiling away here because we said in the introduction that Peter's a no-nonsense, down-to-earth speaker and coach and if you've been listening today, I'm imagining you're sitting there looking at your business, your sales team, yourself and thinking, whoa, gee whiz. And uh, and that's what we started with as Peter said, you need to become the witness. You need to be able to look outside in and uh, another saying that I've heard recently is that um, you can't see the label from inside the jar and so Peter is giving us gold today. So uh, we've looked at Peter's four-part model so far. We've looked at the awareness, we've looked at uh, growth activities versus, versus transactional activities and capacity. So we want to talk a little bit more about capacity and then we'll get on to the fourth part. So Peter... Give us some more. This is wonderful. Uh, Cool. So, you know, what I find when I go into a lot of businesses that there there may be someone holding this up. Um, It's it's quite often it's a particular person whose values don't fit with the rest of the team. You've got four people really open, really opening, not contracting, uh, bring on the the sales, bring on the – the income, and you've got somebody sitting there in a position of strength who, who is contracting. Um, contracting means they start getting negative. It's too busy for them. They don't like it. And you know, there's there's two things you've got to do there. You've got to retrain, or you've you've got to move them on. And you said I'm no nonsense, and we we don't muck around with that. Quite often, there are people just holding uh, businesses up. That, that, can't, that can't be allowed to happen. Another exercise, a couple of exercises just around this that are worth doing. One is I love to find out your best month ever. What is the best month you ever had? Now, in some cases, it may be market-driven, but in other cases, it's because everything came together. The prospecting came together. Everyone was on track. Everyone made their calls. Everyone went for it. Um, I have a belief that if you take your best month ever and multiply it by 10, that is what you should be looking to turn over in a year. If you take a salesperson, their best month ever times 10 is what they should be doing in a year. Uh, Another exercise you can do around this whole growth activity capacity is to look um, look at the best month and say, what would it look like? What would our company need to look like, sit in awareness, to do that every month? And, you know, when you, when you raise this with a team of either salespeople, admin, some of them will groan and go, oh, you're kidding. Oh, no, we, it wouldn't happen. There's your block uh-uh. right, right there. So what we do is uh, we have a strategy around changing culture. And to change it, for me, the number one way to change culture is discussion. It, it, it's in conversation. It's, it's to bring things up and just to air them, uh, make everybody aware of them, allow them to adjust, and then, you know, they can move on. And this is, if you like, the great motivational myth that I'm talking about. You know, you can slap your leg all, all day long like Leighton Hewitt at a tennis tournament. You can play Braveheart all you like. But unless this base is right, unless their awareness is right, unless everybody understands their growth activity, transaction activity, unless everybody knows their job role, knows how to do it and has time to do it, then it's not going to last, you see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So getting, you know, once we understand what they need to be doing, we get down to process and we start to look at the ideal day for both sales teams and managers and in a lot of cases the admin can start to get struck 
structure around their day. Uh, when you do stuff, of course, everyone must do stuff, but when you do it is important. Um, and we, design, we divide the day up roughly into three parts. You do stuff in the morning. When you get there, you meet and greet everybody. Then you do stuff. Close your door, close your phone off, um, close your inbox down, and do stuff for an hour, hour and a half. Then the second part of the day for me is around the P word, the prospecting, and then appointments, including appointments for one-on-ones, coaching, and so on, is all done in the afternoon. So we create that day around what is best for you. And I have a saying that I'd love listeners to write down, protect your day. And there's too much to go into here, but protect your day. Don't let anybody else put times in your diary. Um, Your first available appointment, if you have to leave the office, should be late in the day. So protect the day so you can get this other work done. It's really interesting, Peter, that you start with getting stuff done in the morning, you know, the stuff, because a lot of people will say, no, go out and do your prospecting in the morning. You know, it's like Brian Tracy, eat that frog. So I'm interested there that you, it's almost like you give people permission to do the stuff where everybody else says, well, you can't do the stuff, stop doing the stuff. No, the the frog is the stuff. To Mm. me, they've, they've proven now what motivates us. Uh, what, what motivates us is achievement. And if you don't do that stuff in a confined time, if you don't aggregate it all down to an hour, so you leave it in your inbox uh, and you hit it at 8.30 um, and you go for it. If you don't do it then, it will take you all day. You will do bits and pieces all day long and you will never get to the real deal, which is picking up the phone. So, no, I'm, I'm really clear around that. Get your stuff done. Stand up and go, yes, done. You will feel fantastic about going getting on the phone because all that rubbish is out of your mind. Yes, and, and again, I go back to when I was working in the franchise organisation, um, my boss used to give me a time frame. He'd say, Shirley, here's this thing I want you to read and come back and give me comments and you've got an hour. And <laughs> literally I would be running down the stairs back to my office thinking, oh, God, I've got an hour. But I'll tell you what, I used to get it done. You know, if you if you give yourself that time frame, you, it, you do fit the time frame. So... Yeah, absolutely. If you want to read a book, you know, in a day and and, and critique it or whatever, if you go and do that and you you take phone calls, you know, you're looking over at your inbox when it goes, I love love the analogy, if you take the President of the United States, um, you know, imagine if he ran his business the way we run ours, that he turns up at work and says, right, what's on today? <laughs> and, and they say, the war's not going so well, sir. And he says, well, give me a plane and I'll pop on over. While he's driving to the airport, someone rings and says, look, the, um, you know, the thing in Europe, this whole Brexit thing is not cool. You, you, need, to do, you need to be involved. Go, oh, okay, take me back to the office. I'll have a go at that and I'll go to the war later on. You know, then the, health, the whole health uh, uh, program is falling apart. Imagine if he just went from bit to bit to bit to bit. It's crazy. And that's what we do. Um, so we have to stop doing that. We have to get some structure around that. And when we do, I can tell you that when we stop doing that stuff in an inappropriate time and we start doing it the right time, then we hit the phone, all hell breaks loose in your business. You, you can double or triple uh, in there. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting. Now, the other thing I just want to talk about quickly under this whole capacity is life itself. And I think that when you're in business for yourself, because our value set is to achieve and, you know, we're, we're, we're taking on a lot. We're now paying the bills. We've got this business that we're running. It can get a bit much for us and we become one-dimensional. And I have no interest in coaching people who are one-dimensional. In fact, a lot of people who are already making a million, a million and a half dollars, come to me for broad, what I call broadening the base. As a coach, I want to know what you're doing outside your business. Yes, we've just been quite firm around business, but what are you doing outside? Um, you know, what are you doing in terms of learning? What are you doing for fun? What did you give up five years ago because you started your own business? I want to know what that is. There's a wonderful book that everyone should read, actually, called The Diamond Cutter. And it's basically Buddha's treatise on business. It's written by the first Westerner to go through the entire 
Buddhist university, a guy called Michael Roach, if you write that down. Mm-hmm. And um, he, what happened was he, he learned the entire Buddhist way. Then they had him apply that to business in America. And within 15 years, he grew a, a, a business worth hundreds of millions of dollars. I think it was sold to Warren Buffett in the end in diamonds. And he talks about um, applying the Buddhist principles to business. Now, I'm not a Buddhist, but I, I have read a lot of Buddhism. And um, these, some of these principles are just the best management coaching you can get. And he talks about circle days, the day that you have off during the week where you simply uh, sit and reflect on life, you do the things you love, you, you, know, you meditate, and you, you come back into the business absolutely refle- refreshed. And these are the things that we believe in. And when you start to get into this sort of behavior, everything takes off in your business. And um, we'll just uh, finish up on, on that point there. And I know that I've seen a lot of uh, my clients, when they start to do things like that, they actually feel like they're truanting, you know, that they're all naughty boys and girls because they're actually taking time off. And, uh, and here we are saying, no, it's, it's actually really, really important. So we're going to take a quick break here and when we come back, we're going to look at the fourth part of Peter's model. So stay with us. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to reclaim your freedom with shirley dalton if you have a question or a comment about the program please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com again that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com now back to reclaim your freedom thanks for listening everyone thanks for joining us wow what a a action-packed morning we've had this morning talking with Peter Gilchrist and Peter has been talking to you about how you can grow your business. So we've gone through three of the four parts of the model and now we get to the real big one, Peter. So um, drum roll, da-da-da-da, tell us what it is. Accountability and this is um, what everybody seems to be looking for from a coach is I need accountability. Uh, everyone blames the fact that they have, they think they have no discipline. And, uh, you know, if, if I only had discipline, I'd be able to do this, do that, do that. You don't, in my opinion, don't need discipline from a point of view of trying. If you just try to get discipline, that slapping your thigh and writing it on the shell, it's not going to happen that way. What you need, in my opinion, is work intelligence. You need to understand what the number one activity is that you need to do then open into it. People say they don't have discipline. You know, it's like uh, an analogy for me is, you know, if you take a 13-year-old boy and, or girl and say, you know, get up at 3 o'clock tomorrow morning and come fishing, uh, sorry, and come uh, walk on the beach with mum and dad, 
Uh, we're going to talk about the meaning of life. When you go to get them up at three o'clock, you'll find their door is boarded over. <laughs> if you said to that same uh, child, come fishing with us tomorrow, we're going to go on our, our friend's 40-foot launch and we're going to be out in the, in, the, in the ocean catching massive, massive fish, they'll get up and be knocking on your door at quarter to three saying, are we going yet? Mm-hmm. And we're no different. When this all rolls into place, when you've done your stuff in the morning, you feel better about doing the prospecting. When we've done the work around your value set, around your call rejection, you feel better about making the calls. And it all just rolls from one into another. So, you know, for me, you don't need, accountability is not such a biggie. If you get the first three, if you are, are running your business with awareness, with consciousness, if you're aware of your growth activity and what is just stuff, if you're aware of your capacity and how you use it and fill it on a day-to-day basis and you get some structure around it, you don't need accountability. It'll just, it'll just keep rolling. Yeah? Now, the other myth that I see that I want to talk about that I've had a lot of fun with with some of my absolute top clients is I think that the way we've been doing goal setting for the last 30 years needs to be revised. I think that we're ticking boxes, getting people to say what they're going to do for the next 12 months, and we're setting goals way too far out for me. If you want to make change, then you need to come way, way back, right back to here and now. Don't worry. I have no interest in what you're going to do in 12 months' time, and that may sound really crazy for a coach. I don't care what 12 months ago was for you. Instead of a 12-month out goal, I'm more interested in what you're going to do this afternoon. I'm more interested in what you're going to do tomorrow when you get to work. So instead of setting goals, we get you to set intentions. My intention for next year, and they can be much broader, Shirley, much wider. You can set an intention to double. You can set an intention to take 25, 28% of the market. But then don't work back from there. Come back to here. Work out your day, work out the calls that need to be made and start hitting them from here, not from 12 months out. Um, So what I say is you give up on the outcome and for a lot of people that's a huge relief. We're all around what we're going to do in 12 months and two years and five-year plans. Forget about that in the meantime. Come back to here, focus on your process and your activity now. And you have no idea how good you can be at this. You have no idea what your business can do. If you have a 5% market share, a 6% market share, if you come back and focus on the activity, you will blow whatever goal you've written down for 12 months' time. You'll blow it into the wings if you do it this way. And we run one day, one week, one month into the next over a period of 12 months then we put our head up and say how we're going. And you, the, the difference, the, the results will blow you away. I love, you know, uh, there's a very famous uh, rugby league coach over here in Australia called Wayne Bennett. Mm-hmm. And he's won everything that goes. And I heard him talking not so long ago and he said, yes, we sort out our strategy. That's awareness. We sort out our strategy. We play hard for 90 minutes. That's GA and capacity. We put, we do our role, we do our, uh, our process, our activity for 90 minutes and the score takes care of itself. That's how I love to run this. Love it. So what you're saying is you have an intention of where you'd like to be and then basically forget about it. Just go back and do the activity and you'll find that not only have you achieved it, but more than achieved it. Way more than achieved it. Your goal will be, whereas at the moment, the goals that most businesses set are actually too far the other way. They're silly goals. You, you never get near them. This way, you'll blow them, blow them into the water. Mm. One of the affirmations that we have is uh, triple our income and double our time off. And uh, it's amazing what shows up when you can, you know, you just focus on those sorts of things. Okay. So <clears throat> we've got um, three minutes and I know we want to talk about where people can get a gift from you, but also you, I know you've got something special that you want to share with them. So would you like to do that? 
So one of the, yeah, one of the things that um, that we have is a, a thing called the ninety day a ninety day a gap document. So we keep focusing on the gap. I'm interested in if you do set an set an intention, what is the gap? If I'm sports motivating and and, and coaching, what's in the gap here? Um, and we've developed a very simple uh, three month plan that uh, I'm happy to give to anybody who wants that. Um, I know that you'll sort that out uh, with them. So if you want to copy that, the, the gap document, as we call it, um, you just ask Shirley. You know, uh, throughout this, I hope what's come through is that I'm not just, uh, I'm not just hell-bent on, on getting your income through the roof. I want the time off, the same as you do, Shirley. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you are doing and, and how you're life is going. So maybe we finish, there's a couple of minutes left, I'll just read a, a quick poem that I wrote mm-hmm. a short, short time ago and it's, it's uh, called If I Could Trouble You. And it goes like this, there's something wrong, it's not being right as we sit here waiting on you again tonight. It needs to change which can only come from you. This is not the man I'm married to. So if I could trouble you to get out your BMW and Come to the table and see if we're able to make this family real. You say you're busy with stuff that really matters. They don't see it that way, more like playing with strangers. Your fear around money has got you running. You've forgotten who you are, who we are. We're lost. So if I could trouble you to get out your BMW and pick up a ball and let's all see if we can play together. You're lost in a race to some imaginary place that doesn't exist, that never really did. You run at work, you run at the gym, you drive so fast you have no time for him and all that he wants is for you to be here, to be present when there's laughter or tears. To watch him play without a phone at your ear, to stay the full game and look like you care. Read him a book while you design tomorrow's business. It takes you, he takes you half present, he has no real option. So if I could trouble you to get out your BMW and come back to your tribe, the one that's inside, all you need to do is stop. Just be still, my dear, and you'll see what you're looking for is all right here. Oh, I love that. What a perfect way to end. We're out of time. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. You've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. We've been talking with business growth coach Peter Gilchrist. If you'd like to get a hold of Peter's 90-day business plan, go to shirleysradiogifts.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next week, I encourage you to implement Peter's four-part model to grow your business. Really think about that poem that Peter just read to you. And... Start looking at how you can create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show. We'll be right back.